Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slowby. With me, of course, my good friend G DB's vacuum. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Jim, and I'm back. <laughs> I can't. It's not even close. It's that level of octaves. No, I've known him for a bit. You got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> my good friend Zora Ronan. Hi, everyone. <laughs> my good friend Polahoko. Hey, everybody. <laughs> my good friend Turbo C. Hey, I'm I'm Jerbo C. We're all just gonna talk as deep as we can and do our best gym impression. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, all right, listen, where we at? I gotta close the video because all right, um, that's distracting. Anyway, we're getting, we're we watching a secret let's play during this podcast yeah. recording. Everyone, yeah, only we get to watch it, not you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fun f yeah, anyway. So, um, anywho, listen, enough jibber-jabber. We we decided there's eno enough games of werewolf and stuff. Haruaki's got to get out of this. I got He's got to get out of this place, you know? This whole thing is too wacky for him. He's got to break out of the whatever the fuck was happening last time. Some sort of cloud monster um, that wanted to destroy all of Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just the country. Yeah, just Japan. Nowhere else. Sure, why, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but what the heck? Beyond that, I mean, the only way out is all the way in, meaning we have to get all five plot keys, according to the sheep, and we got to start collecting them from the beginning, which, if I recall correctly, was when we were getting our drink on with Chiemi, yes. and we had some options. Of, and she's like, why would I invite like a guy to my place all alone while and get drunk with him? And there are options like you're really a killer. You're secretly in love with me, blah, blah, blah. But we get our first option unlocked to get the first key. And it is who remembers all of them, all of them. At all of once. the above. Before we actually get into it, though, I want to say my big problem with this entire part is that this first key is really exciting mm -hmm. and a real emotional roller coaster and there's lots of stuff happening in it. And then the rest of the yeah. four keys are just big info dumps that are mostly boring. Yes. I One in particular is really bad. Yeah, th the last one was interesting, but it is, it is very much an info dump as well. Yeah, but this first one, though, this first one is like, it, it, uh, the first thing, it, it takes place like in probably like a year of time from Haragi's point of view. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying now, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. That Especially, yeah, this, like, thematically is, like, the most interesting one. And probably, dramatically, maybe, is the word I'm looking for. Like, it should come it should come for last, really. Like, it should be the climax of this key collection stuff. So let's get into it. What, what happens? Yeah. So once we remember everything, uh, we remember the previous loops and we know enough information to convey that to Chiemi and in us telling her all of this information she remembers that she has also been looping and she is finally able to communicate with us like this like Kami thing that she was trying to communicate to us many times before where she has been looping she has been looping longer than Haraki has been looping. She has been looping many, many more times than he's been looping. And she had already like given up that she would be able to escape the looping. So Haruaki figured this out because of all sorts of clues that she didn't know she was giving him throughout the loops. This is a common um, thing in this thing. Haraki figures things out and doesn't tell us, the reader. 
Yeah. It just says, okay, figure this out. And then... I hate that, for the record. But, you know. I hate whenever, like, protagonists do, like, of these sorts of games do things without the input of it. And it happens in Police Knots, and I can't and take it, it. Like when he buys the toilet? <laughs> I, I oh, want to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I want to make that decision myself. yeah well it it should like present us maybe with like a choice or something to indicate that we too have figured it out before he tells us that he has figured it out without us i want the door explorer kind of thing where he looks at me and asks (laughs) if i've figured it out as well yes yeah or at least like give me that little stupid that stupid quiz kind of multiple choice thing, you know, which comes later, but is much, much worse. Put the comic book panels together in the, for the murder in the order that they happen. <laughs> but just, yeah, don't divorce me from the protagonist like that, okay? Don't, don't, don't play me like that. That's my only request. Dang and Rampa. No, um, anyway. Yeah, but she, she basically said throughout the loop sort of the thing that she couldn't have known or... Yeah. She didn't realize that she shouldn't have known in that, in that loop. Yeah. Which led us to believe that everyone was conscious that they were looping. Right, but it's just her and Haruaki. She, she, she thought that she was the only one who remembered the loops. And she tells us her entire story, how it all started for her. Yeah, so apparently when she was looping, uh, she was doing it for, for a while, and her loop start point was before we entered the village, uh, and it was looping without us. And then eventually... Haruaki came along as a protagonist, or as as a character, I guess. Our first change was Meiko, actually. So, oh right, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. She says that she um, she came back to Yasumizu uh, because she had uh, trouble finding a job outside. She was in her for last year of college, and she uh, started a job finding process, and she couldn't make it work. So she started thinking that maybe her place was in Yasumizu after all. So she came back for a vacation. Uh, and then two days later, uh, the mists came, and there was a feast, and she was hung on the first day. Right, and in her loops, I think she said for the first 57 loops, uh, it was her and Tai who were the wolves every time. And they never got it any further than the than the fourth day. Yeah, she only tells us that she was actually the wolf, like, a little bit into it. At first, she said that she, she was the outsider, so they decided to hang her on the first day. And then the second time, she thought she was just waking up from, from a nightmare, but it happened again. Um, and yeah, and she was the wolf um, at that time, she and Tai. But she and Tai were po- po- probably like the worst um, <laughs> choices for wolves. Because right. she was an outsider, mm-hmm. and Tai was an old woman that didn't really know how to handle things. That hated the outsiders, yeah. So she tried all sorts of things, but she never could make it past like four days. What absolute hell? <laughs> yeah. I like that though. That she's in hell? No, not yeah. that. It's it, uh, just the idea of um, until the loop starts changing, you're just stuck in a dead end loop where you can't win no matter what you do. Yeah, and then her first change was when Mako came in, and her loop started uh, one day later suddenly. Instead of waking up two days before the, the mist, he started waking up one day before the mist, and Mako came into town from Saranaga. And that changed the roles. This brings up a lot of, like, questions for me, I guess, of, like, how a time loop can become malleable and doesn't exactly make sense to me, and I'm just sort of, okay, I'm playing along for the fun of it. Well, it's magic that has, like, put this 
place into the dream realm. So we're kind of like, we're kind of deep in the magic part of it at this point. I mean, it makes sense. A wizard did it. And yeah, <laughs> there are very few ways to do time travel and stuff like this. And it makes complete sense. So I get it. Well, no, wait, don't we learn something, though, as to why roles would, sh- would change up that doesn't just have to do with exactly that? Yeah. Like a way that it could have pot- potentially happened. Yes. The, uh, have you, Slowbeef, have you heard of, fuck, what did he call it? The ghost like lotteries. lotteries. Whoa, can I play a ghost like lottery and win money? Let's finish up um, watching Amy tell us before we get to oh, death. Before how I take sorry, Professor. Jeez, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of rigged. I'm sorry. I get too excited about ghosts like lotteries. <laughs> Slow your roll there, slow beef. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Watch us do a ghost like lottery live. Sorry, Dad. What, what, what happens next? <laughs> so Mako appears, and then the roles change, um, and they become basically what our first loop was. Because basically the same people. So um, Yasunaga and Tai were the wolves. Tai stayed, remained a wolf, but Yasunaga became one too. Uh, and he's much better than Chiemi was, so he can actually win the game. Uh, but Chiemi still can't make it out, so the wolves sometimes win this time around, but she's she, she just doesn't survive. Um, she does say that at one point, at one in, in one of her loops, Kaori poisoned the food and the wolves died. And she made it through. But then she tried to leave right. Yasuna, she, she tried to leave Yasumizu uh, and her bus got uh, engulfed in, in the mist and crashed or something. And she looked she, she looked again. This is really romantic if you think about it. You imagine like you're kinda like flirting with somebody and you're like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Carrie poisoned all of us too in an alternate timeline. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those like, wow, you know I have something in common with this person. <laughs> the serial murderer attacked both of us. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. We both died the same. Wow. That's really something. Yeah. I don't I don't think I don't understand how Haraki thinks that he couldn't end up with Chiami after all of this, because how the fuck else like how could you live otherwise? Like how could you be the only person that knew that all this happened? Like you would have to be around the only other person that knew all of this happened. I know. Well can you imagine this is like how I met your mother and then there was some other person <laughs> that are like, Dad, you didn't marry like the girl who was time traveling with you and you killed people with <laughs> Oh my god. Like, what the what are you, an idiot? Well, like, then I met this middle manager for a Coles, and she was just so charming. <laughs> You'll get it when you, you loop through 20 years of your life. <laughs> you get bored of people, okay? Jeez. Anyway, sorry. Uh, and then, after many more loops, yeah, and then after many more loops with um, Mako, uh, the loop started, start, started starting one day later than that, and Haruaki showed up. On that day. And then things really started to change for Chiemi. And and he continues to talk to her. Since she remembers everything, he asks her to like explain different stuff that, that she did on different routes. Um, and it basically like confirms that she like killed herself on that route because she like didn't want she couldn't she couldn't bear it. Um, but she, he specifically says how did you survive at night while the wolves were out? And she says that she just sat there with her gun at the top of the stairs and shot any dogs that came up the stairs at her. Blasting away. Yeah, which again, why did they not hear that? <laughs> 
Why did they not hear Chiemi just like killing several dogs? Who didn't hear? Did the rest of the village? The the rest of the the, the wolves because you know they like they, they suddenly come upon Chiemi and they've been out you know as the wolves figuring out what they're gonna do and then they head over there and they only they, and they come upon her like they didn't hear her shooting all the rest of the time. I feel like they would have. I feel like they would have heard Chiemi blasting these dogs on their way to go. Maybe, maybe they did, but why does it matter? Or she looks at she looks anyway, and she says that she can take care of the of the of the dogs that are coming up. But if she if she does that, then eventually the the werewolf comes and she can't kill him, like the big one that we saw on our very first time, the very first loop. Ah, mm. uh, what else? So this was all, this was all this was also the first time that I realized that when. That the the dogs that were killing people were actually like just dogs. And I said mm-hmm. when they said it was dogs before, I assumed it was like, okay, they're like the you know spirit animals of the mountain or something they're like that. Evil dogs, yeah, the monsters, right? Something. Another mystery that she solves for us is we ask her about um, when the old man and Mochi both died because they had their stomachs split open, like when Mochi went out there with the old man and. Uh, on the first the first route and he says that uh and he asks Chiami about it and she says the old man did kill Mochi and then Chiami found killed him and that's what had happened that first time and the reason that Rikiko was corrupted is because Chiami got corruption from doing that and Rikiko took in Chiami's corruption basically took the punishment for her. sexually sexually yeah it, it appears that Trigako is the only person Chiemi really respects <laughs> in the village because she kept helping her in all sorts of ways. Sexually. Right. No, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I don't... I refuse to comment on this until you read the next part of, the, of this game. I read I, I read this part, like, over two weeks ago because I read it early because of vacation. So I'm kind of for, I'm kind of forgetting some of this. Oh, then in the, next, in the next reading, your questions oh, may be okay. answered. <laughs> In episode eleven. Nice. All right. Uh, that's the that's the lesbian uh, episode. <laughs> Finally. And the last piece of information we get in this info dump is that Haruaki asks her why she's even in Yasumizu and what's the deal with God and everything. So she tells uh, <laughs> him her origin story. <laughs> what's the deal? No. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> she was born Chami Migaruma. She's from the Migarumas. Oh my god. Yeah, she was a Miguruma. And apparently the Migurumas don't actually tell anyone that they had a baby for like 10 years. <laughs> they, keep so them much. He- they keep them hidden. Or if anyone dies. Or if anyone dies, they don't tell anybody for like t- for 10 years. What the fuck? Yeah, but, but she was the only daughter of the Miguruma family. Um, she, was, so she was supposed to grow up and then marry whoever they bring in to be the next um, head of the family. But instead, when she was five years old, she opened a forbidden door in in the mansion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, mm. in like a tower. They talk about like a tower. So this is like a Fata Morgana mansion that has towers. And there are dogs inside, and they attack her. Um, and she gets bitten, and that apparently makes her corrupted. So they send her to Yasumizu, and she has. This is when we talk about the necklace, right? 
Yes, yeah. they, they changed their family uh, last name to one of uh, the, the branch family's last name. So no one knows she's a Mikuruma. And they give her the necklace, which uh, they say will keep the corruption in. Uh, and she was five years old, so that's really like stuck in her head. So she can't allow herself to take the, the necklace. Um, yeah, so the Mikurumas are a little... There, there are actually a couple of things in this specific reading where I'm just like, really, you, you were able to just keep a secret and keep going with this entire plan for ten years or more, and not have anything just randomly fuck up. Yeah, and she wasn't traumatized for life because she's basically five year old who got sent away into a remote village, and and Haraki asks why, you know. Why was she kept a secret? And the answer was just because they believe that there are power. There's power in secrets. <laughs> sure. And like reflecting over all this after we've read what we've read, um, in terms of like how how things happen in the village and how the the oh this is really nine 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 stuff that I was kind of worried about. <laughs> actually happens but it's it's not entirely that so i'm not entirely mad about it um but for that like and then the way that she talks about it you know it was very much like to keep the idea that this was real and this was real magic and the mikaruma have an entrance to yomi and all this stuff the way she described it i didn't think of it as a mansion as much as i thought about it as like a castle like a compound type of thing but i guess that would be like a japanese style mansion but like the idea of a tower in the in a house was like a lot full of dogs a tower full of dogs dog tower <laughs> dog, dog tower. not just dogs but dogs in the forbidden room this is actually the sequel to hustle cat if you think about it they took the franchise in a different direction yeah right? hustle dog yeah. No, but that yeah, werewolf. Boom. Yeah. Raging Loop. Werewolf. Raging Loop. <laughs> Raging Loop colon a sequel to Hustle Cat. <laughs> um so another thing they told that people have told Chiami her whole life was like that anybody who takes in Yomi's corruption because she got bit by the dogs will eventually go mad and die. And so like there's like this idea that like she was eventually supposed to die anyway, or like supposed to go insane anyway. Right, and then she grows up and she has all these problems with, like, being delinquent and acting out and beating people up. Oh, and then Haraki's like, but, like, you went to college, so when you went to college, didn't you, like, try to look up a scientific explanation for everything that you've experienced? And she says, yes, I, I did, and I think on paper, I think they even talk about, like, on paper, probably, like, she got tested for rabies. She says she got te- she got tested for rabies. Like, she was so, like, you know, so, but it doesn't, like, the emotional impact is still there. So it doesn't matter whether she believes that those were, like, some kind of special dogs or not. It's, like, it's too ingrained into her from the trauma she experienced. Right. I mean, you're five and you get attacked by dogs. That's scary enough. But then you've got your parents telling you, okay, you got bitten by the special um, evil dog, so now you're evil too. You have to wear this necklace, and also you're gonna go insane and die. So the evil dogs that we have in a portal to hell in the basement. Yeah, just around <laughs> the special door. We've told you not to open, and you opened it. Right, but we had very good reason to tell you not to open it. To be honest, our, you opened our special dog torture chamber where we torture dogs just specifically to maintain this. Very elaborate premise. 
That's the least believable part of all of this is that you could like maintain a long-term dog torturing facility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like the Megarumas have like a, a lot of plans that they just expect to completely go right. Yeah, everyone keeps this this kid a secret for 10 years. No one says anything. How? They got high hopes. There's they probably got... a lot of drama behind the scenes. <laughs> I mean, TBH. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So now Haruaki thinks he has an ally and he can tra- they can try a new stuff together. Um, and he wants to try to control the feast. But GM is more into trying to escape. So uh, he says, okay, I'm going to, t- to-, to let her take the lead for now. And they spend like 50 loops or so trying to escape in various ways. Like trying to fix his bike before the entire thing starts and running away and um, trying all sorts of... I don't even, I don't even remember, but... There, there, were, there were a couple times where like they just got numb to it and Jeremy's like, oh, I'm, I'm evaporating now again. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's right. reboot. It's like they frame it like it's a montage, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm crumbling again. Uh, see you next time. So yeah, they got they got tired of that fruitless path. Uh, yeah, after a while. And now Haruaki figures out about the ghost leg um, lottery. So <laughs> go 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 ahead, Slowbiff. Oh, can we talk about that now? Haruaki, much like me, several uh, episodes ago, is wondering if the. Uh, werewolf game is deterministic on some different factor and he mm-hmm. decides to compare it to a ghost leg lottery which I'm sure slow beef is so eager to talk about not really <laughs> um, call it? no alright this part's silly in my opinion because the problem it is, is and, uh, they text textually like figure out that it has to like the roles are apportioned by where you're staying you know on the first night and he figures out the combination behind it is a ghost leg lottery. Here's my issue. A ghost leg lottery, for those of you listening at home and are like, Slow Beef, what's a ghost leg lottery? If you're not Japanese. It's a thing that's... It's, yeah, it's... it's if, but if you're Western and you don't know immediately... What's the name for it again? The Japanese name? Um, something with Koji in the end. Um, yeah, that. So, the, it's, it's the, the Mega Man X boss. You've probably seen it. It's like Bow Spider or it's the Fantasy Star 2 Online bomb diffusing minigame. Lots of video games use it. It is basically like a series of vertical lines with randomly distributed horizontal lines between them. The idea is you follow one line down and if you hit a vertical line between them, you cross over to the column that it connects to and you keep going down. And the idea is you'll land on a specific column. The idea is if you have, let's say, like, two sets of things like in this case like four people and four roles hypothetically the top of the column is the people the bottom is the role and you do that following down to like actually land where you need to go if you imagine bow spider from Mega Man x who's the first sigma stage boss where he's got like four pillars and these things come around and he crosses and tries to hit you that way it is exactly like that D-back, what was it? Mario Party, right? There's a Mario Party. Yeah, there's a, there's a Mario Party minigame where, like, there's a treasure box and somebody gets to pick the top, where what pipe it goes in, and then it goes legs down, and the four players are on the bottom. It's one of the worst minigames in Mario Party, and that's saying yeah, something. Yeah, uh, known game of skill, Mario Party. What what I didn't realize before this um, this game is that um, Gothic Lottery is a one-to-one distribution. 
I didn't realize that mm-hmm. that's what's happening, but, but it is uh, mathematically. Yes. Um, I should say uh, for N possible mutations, you get N out of 10. All right, anyway, before we get there, <laughs> this is my biggest problem with Raging Loop, right? It's a visual novel. You know what's the easiest way to explain ghost-like lotteries? A picture? <laughs> you know. But this is kind of like, you can see where they run into localization issues and they couldn't, I guess, modify like the original game script enough to add a picture, you know? So to a Japanese audience, like Ghost Like Lottery, got it, you know? But to like the West, it's it like- It would so I, been nice to have a picture, I feel like, just to illustrate, like, here's a line from this to, I think they didn't want to make, they didn't want to figure out the Ghost Like Lottery. They didn't want to figure out what it would have to look like. I don't know. The, the way I, 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 if you know Japanese game creators, they probably do have the exact actual ghost lottery that determines the entire, this entire thing in their files. So the weird thing about this is, is the ghost like lottery bit is like almost completely pointless, except to where we, the only fact that we really needed to establish with this entire thing was that it is deterministic what roles you can get from this. Well, Haruaki takes this to Mochi because Mochi is a genius. Uh, and he asks Mochi to come up with the actual ghost leg lottery that could come up with these results that, that he knows happen. And he does this because he wants to be able to manipulate the the role assignment um, exactly to what he needs. So, and he gets this. He gets this ghost lottery, and now now he basically can, if he puts people in different locations, he knows exactly what the results will be. Right. But he never actually gets to do this because of Chiemi. But here's, but here's my problem with that, too. The hardest part, I think, about this thing is figuring out in the first place that it's a ghost-like lottery, right? That's the work. Also, doesn't... This, this, to me, was very disappointing because it really shows that the Mikaruma are lazy asses. Like, really? <laughs> like, you just, you've just been using the same ghost-like lottery for, like, a hundred years or whatever? Right. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Oh my god. Couldn't even. Couldn't even buy like a like a, a D twelve or something. Like over the past fifty years. But like, or use a computer, or like anything. But like, or draw out of a hat. What? But why do you need mochi? Like, you really can't then be like, oh, all right, I've got the whole system here. But what would I need to add to do it? Like, come on, you figured out the hard part. Like, what is mo- like you I- know. I think it was just to include him. I think so. I think part of it was like he was wondering, like, is it possible to game a a ghost like lottery? Because for some reason he wasn't didn't realize that it wasn't truly random. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was that was my reading of it. Didn't he also come to the conclusion that it's not entirely fixed either? Like he can manipulate the residences, but aren't there some loops where there's still an element of randomness to it? No, it, the, the randomness comes in when you add in more peop, more more elements to the to the lottery. But even then, it's not completely random. It just no. What I'm saying is, the, he manipulated the residences, and I remember this line being that I had a good chance of it being this role. Like it wasn't a set thing. Am I reading it wrong? So there's a weird thing of that certain roles get picked like first. Like he was saying that the Nosato was almost always human because it like started at the top of the mountain or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like on the leg distribution part of it, like. You know, if it's a fixed, if it's the patterns there, then the roles are going to be apportioned the same way pretty much every time, you know? Yeah, and, and if you add more people to on the right side of the lottery system and you start on the left, 
yeah. then the people who are on the very far left of that that are chosen first are less are, are much less likely to actually get changed if you add more more roles to the to the entire diagram right um, that's the thing basically it's a long and confusing way of explaining that hierarchy can manipulate the roles now yeah, yeah it, it goes into way long to just be like this is deterministic yeah. The other thing is, too, I don't think a ghost like lottery really, really, really works for what they want, per se. I mean, it does in the sense that it assigns multiple things, quote unquote, randomly. But I think it's got some issues to it. But the whole point of it is that it is a human human beings who are doing this like a role of portioning. Right. That's like really the ultimate kind of thing. Like it, it shows that, like, wait a second, this isn't just or or at least like it's not like just God's will being a jerk. It's like, wait, there's something to this. There's some kind of pattern here. Something's happening. Yeah. A person had to have done this. Yeah. Right. But then Chami snaps. Yeah, what 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 Tadwaki wants to do now is just start experimenting. And his two ideas are either try to see how long they can go without any mothers, probably by like mm-hmm. getting the role of the um uh what was it? Who's who's the protecting one? Was it the spider? spider. Yeah. Yeah, spider. Probably by getting the role of the spider and then just protecting whoever the wolves are going to kill every night. And his other idea yeah. is to just get it over as quickly as possible with as um with with no one like just by killing the wolves um immediately through vote. Yeah. Uh, like not in any illegal means, corrupt corrupting means. Uh but GM it really doesn't want to do that. <laughs> GM is insane by now. So her idea of a good time is just killing Hadwaki in various ways. <laughs> and he just, he's very patient. He takes it. He, she kills him 63 times before he's like, okay, I'm starting to get annoyed. <laughs> this is a little too much. <laughs> and he gets a bulletproof vest from the convenience store so that when she shoots him, it doesn't immediately kill him. And then he gets the gun and shoots her back one time. He goes, are you satisfied now? I like the line where, like, he says he got the the, the, the bulletproof vest, and he, he, there's like a little surprising that the convenience store even had the bulletproof. I am wondering <laughs> if this is just a throwaway joke, or if the convenience store is going to be plot relevant, because it seems like he can just find whatever he wants at that store, like any anything he needs, he just finds it. I want to say it's both. Well, we know it's a dream. So there's one line I noticed the first time I played this. Um, at the beginning of this Chiemi thing. And Chiemi, when she started uh, telling a story about how she came to Yasumizu back on vacation, she said that it was, it, uh, Yasumizu was re- really boring and there are no convenience stores around. Oh. I mean, we are in a dream. And, you know, the sheep has said that, that he's been trying to help and influence the dream as well. Oh. So, you know... I know. I already know, and I don't like it. Is is <laughs> is the convenience store clerk the third god? Is what I'm getting at. The, 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 the convenience store clerk the sheep. Read to find out. I mean, I don't know that for sure. Oh, I'm just no. guessing, but it seems really obvious to me now that we've like said all that. That probably watch isn't. dark instead of playing raging. No, I'm joking. Anyway, uh, so like some of these things may be true in a way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not that. I don't know. So it's like, not exactly um, that. I don't, you know, well, whatever. I mean, I, we can, yeah, anyway. So, 
Um, so yeah, what was it? Oh, the, so, so he. So the thing that Chami says that really fucking got me with this is like after. So she's killed him, you know, kills him sixty three times, and he kills her back once, and like actually fights back. And when the next time he re- he returns, she's unarmed, and she basically says like. I realize that I love you and I love you like so he, she, she loves him like so desperately and so completely but and she's like but but to you the, like your goal is to like solve the loop and I'm just a side character <laughs> and and his position is basically like they if they if he agrees to like fall in love with her before they've escaped then they may no longer want to escape like or she would lose her motivation to escape and and then they would again be very fucked um this entire conversation is very fucked yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the entire dialogue is, is like <laughs> um something interesting that happens is that he she calls him out for always saying eto before he lies and um, and then she yeah. flashes back to when he first introduces himself and he introdu- and he did that before he introduced himself implying that his name is not actually Haraki Fusaishi that is he is someone else well can I say to you the game I will say I really like how they did that where they start off with two other lies that he tells like when, like when he gets caught like mentioning doing something before he goes oh I must have rem- uh, I must have remembered that differently and then the third one is, yeah, like, eh, my name's Haruaki Fusaishi. Yeah, that was, it was really well done. Huh, I didn't even, I did not even cut, pick up on that. They, they specifically showed that, that line where it says, uh, Eto, my name is Haruaki Fusaishi and I'm a college student. Oh no, I do remember that. He's not what he says he is. By the way, the, the fun thing about this is that if you replay the game, he does this a lot of times, this Eto thing. And mm. many of those lines are things that the reader knows are lies. So you can definitely figure this out. But then there are also mm. a lot of lines where the reader doesn't know he's lying. And if you know that that's his like tell, then you get yeah. some really nice things if you just reread the game afterwards. Oh, that's fun. That is yeah, fun. Actually, I am starting to like Raging Loop a little more. I like that reveal. So, um, so she's freaking out at him and he responds by pushing her into the river and then kissing her, which would be like sort of playful and romantic in literally any other context. But this one, um, still pretty psychopathic. He has all of his bones broken and she has a bullet wound. (laughs) And they decide to jump off the cliff by the hanging pine together like a couple's suicide because they love each other. But Haraki won't admit it until they're out of the loop, basically. He also says at one point that that she's, that she's also in love with um, Rikako and, and maybe Haru, and it's not fair to them. Yeah, he still wants them to have a happy ending, yeah? I mean, to be totally fair, it's not like he's... He, he like, kind of says it funny, but I kind of took it more to mean, like, I just feel bad with, like... Like, he more that he, like, he not pities them, but he feels bad about the way, like, things ended for them. Not like that he, I love all three of you, I can't decide kind of shit, you know? Um, that's how I took it, anyway. But... Um, then, um, as uh, going to, like, commit suicide together, uh, he has a realization. And that's that uh, something is weird here, because he assumed that the loop restarts whenever he dies. But Chiemi assumes that the loop starts whenever she dies. And sometimes they don't die together. Sometimes one of them survives for, like, days after the other one. So when does the loop actually restart? And they notice that sometimes they don't even 
know how they died. They're just the mist appears out of somewhere, and they don't actually remember dying, but they remember the loop starts. So he tries to question when when the loop actually does restart. And they even think about maybe it doesn't. I mean, maybe it, it restarts on the end of the universe or something. <laughs> well, I think, like, he even says, like, it, the loop, like, it must happen when the, the mastermind, the dream wielder or whatever, fails to summon the monster. I should, by the way, one, one quick, like, thing that we didn't close the loop on is Jimmy <laughs> does actually... Uh, all right. One thing we didn't mention is that Chiemi does actually explicitly ask Kadaraki um, what his name is after that reveal, and he doesn't say. And he kind of changes the subject, just in case. Just in case you don't think she followed up on it or something. It's like, I noticed it's not your real name anyway. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in. And right before they jump, he does finally admit that, the, before they jump off the cliff, he says that he loves her. Because he's like, well, we're going to jump. We're going to land on our heads. So hopefully she doesn't remember this part. And he says that he loves her. And then they then they jump off the cliff and die. And that's our first key. Yeah. And uh, now the hint sheep is just going to keep telling us the next keys to go to. You don't have to do them in that order if you if you want to actually go to the chart and look for the, the choice of yourself. Yeah. So the next I one like that this, the sheep though. tells us... Yeah, this this is fun. I feel like me and the sheep are working together. Yeah, it's like, I like the hint sheep here, because it's like, I don't have to waste time, you know, searching for the right place to go. I can just go where the sheep tells me to. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do like the order of the reveals in this, too. Um, so the, nah. next, the next one is with Kanzo, where uh, you break your, or you, when Haraki has fallen and hurt himself, he like twists his ankle or whatever, and Kanzo comes to talk to him on the, on the wolf route. Right. In the original route, we kind of talked about Haru and this led into, you know, our little scheme to win the game. And then here we have the choice of uh, talking about Haru and um, somebody else. I forget who. Well, yes, Kanzo about about Haru and uh, yeah. Well, Haraki's strategy is that she just tells um, Kanzo that he's a wolf, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm a wolf. And he's like, "You've probably figured out that Haru is also a wolf. Are you like?" And he's like, "Are you willing to kill your granddaughter?" And uh, he basically is like, he basically like sits down with Kanzo and like asks him a bunch of questions because Kanzo is willing to talk to him now because of this. And uh, right. he's willing to talk to him because at first he doesn't really believe that Haraki's a wolf, but then Haraki's like, "Look, I'm an outsider." I'm not so much a part of this. I have different beliefs than you guys. So yeah, I am totally okay with just telling you that I'm a wolf. Fuck your rules. <laughs> Isn't this also like a kind of a loop scenario where he has to like tell him things that he shouldn't know? Or is that different? Oh, that's different. Never mind. That's a different person. This is more, he's just, uh, uh, he's just open with him and it's like, basically it's, you know, lining up for, for Kanzo to kill him. Um, but he's like, let me, you know, ask you these questions and um, Kanzo tell, talks about previous feasts that to the so Kanzo has participated in two previous feasts. This is his third. He was a human both times. But he was he was alive for three of them because yeah. there was a feast apparently right after he was born when he was a baby. Yeah, uh, and he was a wolf. <laughs> that was during World War Two. Yeah, and then after that one, there were the next one was not till forty years later. Anyway, how much do we want to talk about this? Um, he talks about 
the triangle cloth. I'm fine with just glossing over it. Yeah. yeah. The main thing yeah. is that he talks a, lo- a lot more about his uh, son and daughter-in-law that uh, Haru's parents and his son was Toru and his uh, daughter-in-law was Tomiko and they participated in that feast and Haru's mom Tomiko was from uh, somewhere else. She was an, also an outsider and um, the you know the f- first feast that he participated in um, his son and his son's wife were out of town visiting the parents um, out of town um, and the first feast everybody lied and the first feast he was in was when the Higuchi heir Kaori's husband was killed and he, he was a woman a human back then and the and the human one feast yeah and not much other than that. The, the, the second feast he was in, he was also a woman. He was the crow, actually. So he was never a wolf, like we suspected. Right. But it ended weird. The second one ended weird. Yeah, it, it ended weirdly. So he was the crow, and he knew his son was a wolf because his son also claimed crow. And That's right. And they had a huge fight over that, and um, his son's wife... Yeah, it made his son's wife crazy because... Um, they had to hang well to, to hang one of them, so they ended up ended up hanging um, his son, who um, claimed to the very end that he that he was the real crow, and um, Kanzo was lying, uh, and that made his wife crazy. So his wife tried to kill Kanzo at night, so she got the corruption, and that's how she died. And mm. then the next day, the mist just cleared, even though they didn't kill all the wolves. And Kanzo knew, knew that they didn't kill all the wolves because it was the crow. He knew exactly who they killed. So there were, so there were two wolves left. Um, but the mist clear and everything returned to normal. I have a theory on this, but I'll wait till the end. Yeah, which, which it backs up this idea that, that Gen, the guy who died, was um, a wolf during that time. And that's why he knew about the badger. But he, so, can, so Kanzo survived... But he wasn't a wolf, and Gen was a wolf and survived. Yep, and that's the important thing we got out of this um, thing. And so. then Kanzo shoots us. Yeah. Oh, and they, and there's. I also. I, I don't know if they say this or if I just wrote this in my notes, but like that maybe the mist cleared because of Haru, because Haru. This that would have been like also the night that Haru like ran into tried to run into the village as a wow. child to like see her parents, and then ended up getting possessed or whatever, and maybe that something about that like the made the the Migaruma like call it off or something I don't recall them saying that there are some family drama here when Haruaki makes Kanzo realize that the reason he's estranged from his granddaughter is because of his own like actions and he's been keeping her away and she's really a good kid and stuff like that yeah he like gives him advice yeah gives him advice um and and Kanzo's like, well, maybe we can we can you know figure something out. And and Harpy's like, no, you, you just got to shoot me and move on, dude. Because he's got to he's got to get out of this loop. I got the information I wanted. I'm out. <laughs> shoot me. And so Kanzo shoots him. It's like he he kind of just wants it to end, but he also wants it to be like a little dramatic scene where it's like yeah. you got to shoot me, Kanzo. You know what you got to do. And then internally, he's just like, come on, dude. But and it's like he knows it. He knows at this point, at least in the order that we read it that it won't actually restart the loop just that he doesn't have to pay attention anymore right he he just wants to yeah <laughs> yeah well he wants to use his information i just think it's like he's just like i'm bored now he 
he wants to save scum. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I mean, I'm not even kidding about that. Like, I, I, I think he's just like, yeah, all right. Anyway, next. Like, he doesn't really <laughs> give a shit. Oh no, that's absolutely it. <sighs> the next, so that's the that's the end of that route. We get another key, and the next location is uh, how to pass time, which is when the route where we're the snake, where Haraki's the snake, and Mamiya, the reporter, is explaining lore to us. Mm-hmm. in the loop where she is a wolf. And over here we get a long lore explanation that probably if you don't know something already about Japanese mythology, probably just it goes over your head. <laughs> My eyes just crossed. <laughs> there are very long words in Japanese and long names that you really can't keep track if you don't like see the kanji along with them or know something about them already. Like this felt like a really boring history lesson or something. I mean, like, I've I've watched people stream Sekiro and stuff, but, like, this is over my head. I thought it was interesting, but it, was, it, it definitely requires some kind of, like, previous knowledge to enjoy this. Well, I mean, if you played Neo, then you, you get to at least see one of the bosses mentioned again. Like Doraguma, the spider lady. What's up? Yeah, the important thing to get out of this is that uh, what, what Hadwaki really wants to know is that... Um, about spiders, because there are no real spider gods in Japanese mythology. Mm-hmm. And she confirms that. She says that there are some spider yokai, and there are like spiders in Buddhism, but there are no gods. And she goes into the entire thing also about spiders in world mythology. Um, mm-hmm. And then in, she goes into Jung and uh, the archetype theory and what spiders are present in the human mind. <laughs> And Yasunaga's like, wow, this this is really interesting. And she like gives him her card and, and he's like, I want to study this when I go to college. And it was it's like very like and Haruk is like, wow, I'm I what a what a nice young man that Yasunaga is. Maybe I'll have to set this up in an in an actual successful loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now let, let me those um summarize to you the the actually important part that you have to take out of this that you probably didn't. Because you didn't actually see the kanji and it's really hard to keep track of the long names if you don't. Yes. And that um, there are two types of gods in Japanese mythology. The Amatsukami, who are the heavenly gods. And Ama is mm-hmm. the kanji for sky, so that's how you know that uh, from heaven. And the Kunitsukami, who are the earthly gods. And uh, Kuni is the kanji for earth. Um, and the heavenly gods are the ones, the, the, the famous ones, uh, Izanagi, Izanami, Amaterasu, uh, the ones you probably heard about. Um, and mm-hmm. that's also where the Japanese emperor, emperor, emperor line come from. So the first Japanese emperor, uh, the legend is that he's a direct descendant of Amaterasu. And up to these days, the, 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 the current emperor is like in the line that's descended from those gods. Checks out. But they originally uh, ruled the heavens, and the Kunitsukami, who are lesser gods, ruled the earth. But then the, um, the, the, the heavenly gods wanted to also take uh, hold of the earth. So they had um, some, like, god war, uh, and won eventually. <laughs> um, uh, and, yeah, and, and she talks about how this is all actually all about politics, like real politics. So in the real world... The emperors took over and like um, won over some like local tribes uh, and conquered them. 
and those were known, known as the uh, Tsuchigumo, which is the name of a yokai, of a spider yokai, but it's also a nickname for those um, tribes that were conquered by back then. And that's what you have to know. Oh my god. Wait a minute. You can pet the god in Raging Loop. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I bet, I bet it's going to happen. Anyway, so... Go so did, did, did any of you get, get this out of what Mamiya says? I did. I got it, but I didn't understand how it applied to the story that we were in. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting, but I don't know what that has to do with any of this. What was that weird cloud thing with the faces, though? Yeah, all, all I got was spiders are not uh, in in the normal mythology as good things. I got Jorogumo. I know that from Neo. Anyway, it's okay. She talks about a lot of things. A lot of these are red herrings, but these are the important stuff for later. Got it. There are no spiders in Japan. So she doesn't even kill him. He just walks into the river. Yeah. He tries to, like, bait her. And she's like, because he says, like, oh, maybe you should tell this to Chiabi and Mochi, too, who are the other wolves on this route. And um, yeah. and she, like, doesn't take the bait. And he's like, oh, I thought you would kill me but you won't. So I'm just going to walk into the river. I like to imagine the timeline where like he's gone, but the rest of the game still happens. And they're talking, you know, about him just walking off, you know, committing suicide. And they're like, well, who did he talk to last? What did he talk to you about? Well, I just told him this story about spiders and I don't know. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. He tells Chiami and Mochi like he 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 knew all of us and then he just he just walked off and died and then Chemi's just like fuck it shoot all of them was my story that bad jesus <laughs> or Chemi's like Chemi's like oh i got it he's just bored never mind him yeah. all right listen let's we got we have the next one right the next yes. loop yeah let's go and ahead and this is awful oh this is and let's uh, just try terrible. to get through it as fast as possible all right the nosado timeline here. Time for some otaku to otaku communication. Yeah, the, the very beginning of yeah. this is the best. So. Yeah, the the beginning of it, because it's like, we learn a little bit about Nasato. He's not just like some jerk like ass. He's actually, he actually gets a little bit of, yeah. of development where he's like, he's kind of practical. He'll believe things if you can explain them properly. Haruaki first figures out that he's an otaku. Yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> That's not hard to figure out. They're talking about a time a, a time loop movie here, and they're not talking about Groundhog Day. Does anyone know about the movie they're talking about? I didn't. I thought it was Groundhog Day, but the, 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 they mentioned a movie where there's a time loop before school festival, and it's an Urusei yeah. Yatsura movie. Do you know what Urusei Yatsura is? It's a famous no. anime anime series and um, and series of movies. And one of the movies is about a time loop. So that's so the, yeah, the, the nerds, the otakus. <laughs> Both of them, by the way, because Haruaki is also really into it. Yeah, that's it's adorable. I like this. It's a human connection. I like Hinosuke. And this is outside of the mansion where they have a nice little fun talk. And then they go inside the mansion where everything gets boring. Yeah, basically Haruaki asks about the the um, uncle, grandfather that he mentioned before. The ancestor. It starts okay, and basically Haruaki convinces Nasato, like, look, I'm looping, I'm from the, I know everything, and he tells him things he shouldn't know about his family, about what he knows about all this, and he's like, I'm not convinced, but I'm interested, let's talk, so he talks about his grandfather, long story short, they want to find some secret documents his grandfather had for research, and they find it after, 
looking not in the mansion, but in like they look around with blueprints. They find a place in the basement. Secret passage. You gotta remember the crow thing and press the buttons in the right order, which I felt was a deep cut. No, you don't. You just have to go through the choices until you get the right one. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, this 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 is the one actual real puzzle in the entire game, and it's a very bad one. Yeah. So they they go to like a shed outside, and the in the basement of the shed, you find the uh, the Nosato like family crests, and they're like, oh, these are buttons. Which what's the correct order? Yeah, and you don't even get hint sheep if you get it wrong. You just fall into a pit of spikes. You don't even have time to scream. You probably do it. You probably get it wrong more than once because it's the bottom choice. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I did the first one. I got I I I um, I died, and then I chose the last one, <laughs> the second time, which is the right one. I remembered it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, we just cheated. We coasted by on our laurels. I was proud of myself. I was like, I'm going to really try, and I was right. And so, Devious Vacuum, good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, great, but your reward, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. is you get, whole, you get basically like wiki, like wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Nasato family. Yeah, now I, I thought a lot of this was interesting. It was just yeah. told in the, in the worst possible way. And we're not going to talk about it in detail, folks. It was also the kind of thing where um, to get the most out of it, you have to have like background knowledge about Japanese history and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's interesting even with that yet, but like some of it w- w- was neat. And also there's like an entire thing here about country puzzles, which is not translated at all. No, it's not. Like they'll show you the kanji. I mean, I, I know what a radical is and I'm kind of, oh, all right, I'm kind of used to it from looking up things in a kanji dictionary and I know like like a thousand about. So I got it. I don't know. Is this like, it's like basically if you take different little patterns in the kanjis and like move them over to different characters to make other kanjis. It's kind of like something like an anagram, I guess. I couldn't really think of a good analog for this, you know? Yeah, and, and there's wordplay where, like, the kanji that are actually used in the name of Yasumizu and, and Fujiyoshi are not the ones that you thought they were, but they were other ones that just sound the same way. There's a lot, of, yeah. there's a lot going on. It's really neat if you actually understand it. But if you don't, yeah. it just... You see some characters and you don't really understand what they're saying, so... I kind of thought of it as like the thing where you have like matchsticks or like matchsticks arranged to make a number and then you can move them around to make another number or something like that. It's, I guess, I like, I like what Oren Ronan, like what Oren, you, I talked to you about this on Discord briefly and you had a good analogy, I thought, which is like when you're like a little bit older and you finally realize what Alucard is. Yeah, that, that's what this is like for Japanese people. <laughs> this entire thing because it's neat if, if you understand what's going on it's really neat I mean it's cool to see those like the, the words like slide around and and become yeah. different words I enjoyed it I, I honestly enjoyed it but if you don't know anything about kanji it's just a, a big mess to read through also but Alucard isn't cool so I don't think there's a way that you could do this in English because the way that we do wordplay in English is is just sort of universally lame and and like not funny and not clever. I did like the Olean Hospital analogy. I said that yeah, and Snatcher because they actually remove parts of the letters to make a different. You know what I mean? Like basically, Ole it's Queen, but like the the crossbar and the Q and part of the U is missing, so it looks like Olean. So it's like that kind of. Sort of, because you're moving around the shape. That's not cool. 
is the problem. I think it's cool. We weren't going for cool. We we're going for analogs. So keep up. Um, so like, uh, what do you call it? What were we doing though? We're um, all right. Look, let's let's get through this. We're complaining we about this chapter. Yeah, let's just baseline the bare minimum plot points that we need to get through this. Yeah, there's actually a lot of important stuff in here, though. Yeah. Yeah. So why do the fe- why does the feast happen? Because there was a rebellion of Yasumizu against uh, Kamifuji Yoshi a long time ago. Why was there a Yasumizu to begin with? Because there has to be some kind of like scapegoat type. Uh, that's, a, that's actually one thing that they done that Haraki doesn't figure out why Yasumizu is even there, because it just says that even that these people still lived there even in, at, at the very beginning, even though there was really no really no reason to. It wasn't always a place for the ostracized, right? It was like they talk about how like how Fujiyoshi like became like a, a settlement, and it was like a, a place for hunters to go, and then people lived there, and it was like a place known for its hospitality and. Um, Kind of, which kind of ties in with what uh, Rikako has said in the other routes. The first important thing we learn is that um, at the very beginning, when it was just a hunter settlement, they had a problem with wolves, and the way they solved this, they solved it was uh, by uh, having a human sacrifice, which is something that they did in ancient Japan, um, just to appease the gods. So they had human sacrifice, and apparently the wolf, the, the wolf problem stopped after that. <sighs> well, good, good on them then. Uh- Oh, and they burned. They burned the person. That's how they sacrificed them. Um, and so, but I guess so. So there were two. There became two settlements, and like another thing was like, why was there a rebellion? Um, and it, originally, it comes down to the fact that Kami Fujiyoshi controlled the water supply flowing down to Yasumizu, um, and that like basically that probably was related to the rebellion. Um, yeah, and then. And then Kamafujioshi created the feast as kind of a means to weaken um, the other settlement, just to kind of get them fighting amongst each other and make it so that there would be no other rebellion. Yeah, and it wasn't a supernatural feast at the, uh, the beginning. They just like... No, yeah, it was like a social thing. Yeah, they, they told him the legends and made, made them superstitious. And then whenever there was mist... They just kill each other. It's just on their own. I also like that they kind of pointed out this kind of social thing where it's like, yeah, there was some stup- superstition involved, but it was also kind of used as a way for people to air their grievances with each other. Oh, yeah, so like, the like purge. The, of just like, yeah, basically a purge. Like, they're just getting rid of people that they have problems with and under the guise of, you know, the superstition. Uh, let's see. Then, it, like a hundred years later, Kami Fujiyoshi stabilizes the settlement, uh, and they start looking at like reports from outsiders about how the the religion. There's like a there's like a gap period. Yeah, there's a gap where nothing is recorded, and we don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Which is probably when the development of this new religion was done, and all the records were probably uh, destroyed. And, and like, there's a, after a certain amount of time, like, visitors started being chased out uh, of, Kami, of Kami Fujiyoshi instead of being welcomed. And so a little, a little bit after that period where visitors started being chased out is when the Nasado can trace their lineage back. So the, so the, the head families came out of that period of, of unrecorded stuff. So that's when they made up their their the religious framework that that all of this is from and since then there are a ton of records and we finally see the the name Shanai me- mentioned for the first time 
Uh, Shania is referred to as the wolf-faced god. And then we get into the kanji. The kanji for Fushiyoshi can be rearranged to form werewolf. And Yasumizu can be rearranged to form human sacrifice. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah. Ta-da. Are you surprised? <laughs> much, probably much more cooler if I was if I was more acquainted with the language. Boy, if I was Japanese, that would be really neat. Yeah, there's also like an entire system of like subregion names that, like, if you rearrange them, turn into parts of the body. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that doesn't amount to anything in the end. So, but wait, no bog backwards. <laughs> That's that's sort of what it feels like being not really not quite fully understanding the uh, the language at play here. <laughs> but. Which is unfortunate because it sounds like really really fun and creative on the writers. Yeah. The interesting historical part um, also that I, th- I think is interesting is the tying into um the like as time goes forward and Shinto becomes the official religion and Buddhist temples and customs were destroyed and there's a lot of these like at the Uematsu in particular have a lot of Buddhist practices and about how uh just in cool I just think that's a cool part of history in general yeah because this is not the only place in the world that obviously this has ever happened where the local beliefs had to be they sort of warped them into the uh the popular cultural religion of the area so that they wouldn't be persecuted uh but then the really important thing here is what happened um just before world war ii um they find actual like mentions in in national newspapers about Kamifujiyoshi, because there was a serial murder there, where uh, in one night um, someone um, broke into like 20 households and killed yeah. 17 people in 30, in 30, mi- in 30 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yep, <laughs> kill, <laughs> kill percent, right. And, and they eventually found the guy, and he was like, uh, yeah, I was drunk. I mean, I mean, they didn't find the guy. He t- he, they didn't find the guy. He turned himself in. Oh, right. He turned himself in. He was like, yeah, I was drunk. Sorry about that. <laughs> Kill people to save time. Exactly. But And what was his name? Uh, oh, Kihei. Yeah. Started with a T. Kihei Tochitani. Yep. And so, yeah, a month later, he turned up in Tokyo and turned himself in. Uh, but that made, like, national news. And he had a trial for two years, and then um, they ended up um, killing him. Uh, but that's also when World War II started, so um, the news obviously turned towards the war instead of like local business. Yeah, people cared less about this. But the first like real feast, um, as they know it, happened about two years after the serial murders. Yeah, Haruaki realized that the first real feast happened at World War II, and, and that's also the first feast when things started to turn um, supernatural. There were actual wolves around, and it wasn't just a social thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, one other thing about the serial murder was that the uh, families were a little weird about letting the uh, police investigate, if I recall. Like, they were helpful at first, but then turned them away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they tried to keep them away from Yasumizu spe- specifically. Yeah. 
And so essentially this is sort of like, okay, well, there's sort of in a way like another rebellion or another like social upset where a lot of people died. So maybe this is what inspired the ruling families to start this ritual again. We also learn about a cholera outbreak in the 80s. Oh, yeah. That um, Nosata himself like um, had and, and also I think Tai and... And Kanzo. And Kanzo. And Kanzo. He said it gave him bad diarrhea. Yeah, but um, some people died. Um, and it was really bad. I mean, co- cholera, cholera is really bad. I don't know if you know much about cholera, but cholera is not a fun disease. Yes. And the Nosato identified it <laughs> and tried to tried to treat it. But then the, the Miguruma were like, no, we want to we like do a ritual or whatever. And so there was this internal strife of the Nosato being like, no, this is a disease. We need to treat it. And the Miguruma continuing to be like religious and... Um, and uh, a lot of the Uematsu died. Nosato did not win that one. Yeah, a lot of the Uematsu died as well while, while helping others, um, which probably sealed their fate of dying out. And, uh, and oh, and then Haraki says, was Rikako also infected? Because she must have been a, a girl at that time. And, uh, and Kyo, like, has a really weird pause. And, and then he's like, well, she was too young to be around the others at the time. And I was like, "Oh shit! Is this when is this when he first fell in love with her? Is, does it go that far back? That's really creepy." I think they say she was she was about like ten years old at the time, or yeah. something like that. So I was like, "I was like, Nosato, what are you doing? How deep does this go, <laughs> my dude? <laughs> what? How old were you?" Yeah, this uh, the cholera was also apparently when the last of the other Uematsu died from the disease because mm-hmm. they were treating people in Yasumizu. Mm-hmm. There were two other Uematsu women who, who died at the time, leaving Rikako alone. Can't bang out the cholera, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they did, but then they had cholera. Like, they couldn't... Right, <laughs> yeah. okay. No, you're right, it works, but... Right, yeah. see? It's like so, the ring. Uh, so they reached the end of the diary. Oh, and then this... Once they get to the end, like, they're like... This is, like, stuff that Kinosuke's father wrote, and, and, like, at the end, he, like, went insane and drank poison. And, like, this has, like, a big effect on on Osato, like, on Kinosuke himself, because this is his father and his grandfather who he had this impression of, and then it turns out, like, they were, you know, they weren't really insane, per se, but they were trying to, like, figure out what everything that's been going on um, in order to stop it. And, uh, yeah... Turns out they weren't black sheep. They were helpful people. Yeah. So it recontextualizes all of that. And at the end, finally, he's like, okay, all this stuff, you know, all this stuff has been going on. But how do you explain these paranormal events that go on during the, the feast? How do you explain, like, you know, people falling asleep and having the words written on them and all that kind of stuff. I don't know exactly what he says, but he's like, what do you, what about the paranormal stuff? And, um, and Haraki is like, Haraki says it's a magic trick. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's very easy to explain all of this. Oh, here we go. He calls it like the, the eyes of Megaruma or something like that. So there's a, trans- a nice translation mistake over here. The, the first one I found in the game, which it's just fine because mm-hmm. translators should have realized that they didn't get this line right. So uh, Haraki says that magic tricks work. Because a lot of them are either something really simple that you wouldn't expect down. That's how the magician did it. Or the other uh, way to do magic tricks is to have like really elaborate preparations that you really can't imagine the magician did. And that's true, actually. That's that's like um, a real thing. So, Where yeah. everyone's in on it except you. 
Just I ask felt, the masked I magician. Like a, I saw like a televised magic trick um, a while ago where uh, people chose um, two cards and then they had a prediction mm-hmm. um, on video uh, with those two cards. And then the magician actually did like 3,000 takes with every possible two card um, permutation <laughs> and had all of them. Mm. And said it took, it took him like 24 hours to record all of this. And that's, that's actually a con too. It's um, it's like a raindrop thing where if you want to convince people like the con is like you say, like, I can win the NBA final four because it's all rigged and I know somebody and you email like tons of people with all the permutations of how it wins. And then the people who like get the winning combination go, holy shit, how'd you do that? And then you're like, OK, if you want to bet with me, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's called the raindrop yeah. scam. So anyway, I would like to give us an example, um, uh, a case where the, the entire audience are on the trick except for one person. So uh, mm-hmm. he says, and, and the thing is, the word for, um, for shield or someone who's on, on a trick is sakura, which is also how you say um, cherry, cherry blossoms. blossoms. And the line got translated into, you know the trick when the audience turns into cherry blossoms? <laughs> 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 yes, that was confusing. Right, and then like the second half of it's even like, and they're all in on it or something like that. So it's like, I just assumed there was just a really popular David Blaine trick in <laughs> Japan that was just like that. Well, I mean, if, if they're in the audience, if the magician chose them, the magician planted them there. So Can you imagine you're at a magic show, and then all of a sudden everyone else is a cherry blossom tree. That would be the best show ever. Like, well, well, until the terror sets in and you think that you're next. God, they were plants. That's a good pun. But anyway, how, how does that actually explain all the supernatural stuff that happened? It's fucking, it's fucking VLR, you guys. There's, there's gas, there's electric locks. Oh, but what if we accidentally do the dosage wrong and they die? Well, they died by the corruption. And there are cameras everywhere, so they know where everyone is at all times. I thought that this was just like a, a shtick that he was giving Nosato to just, like, kind of close out the boring part with a little bit of humor. No, I think I think he's going for, like, this ritual. I think this is the actual con, or at least very close to it. And then it's confirmed... Because they're hollering about it, and they're like, "Oh, they can probably hear us." And they they have they have rabid dogs that will attack people on sight uh, to like wander around the place and are afraid night. of water. They take the um, uh, like the corrupted bodies back to the um, oh yeah, main village to like put them through a machine to get the weird effect. Yeah, and then bring them back. <laughs> Well, they they do near the end, after they've figured all this out, they say, well, if they're watching us, then they know that we've found all this out and figured it out, so now they're just going to kill us, and then they die. Uh, yeah, and then they do kill them. <laughs> and that feels really bad for Nosato. I like that Nosato says, like, at every at every point of this, like, this is, no one would do that. And Hauke says, yeah, that, that's why it works. <laughs> because you can't oh, imagine boy. that anyone would go to these lengths. Oh, and the, the electric locks are not the doors. The remote control, the electric clocks on all the doors. Oh, yeah. Yep. So my theory in Konzo's game is they fucked up. They made him and the sun crows. And then they <gasps> oh realized the God. mistake afterwards. <laughs> so they like 
They're yeah. like, all right, game over. Screw it. Like, we have to stop early. <gasps> That's so sad. Oh, my God. Wow. I love that explanation. That sucks so bad. That was the one time they tried. They didn't do the ghost leg lottery. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I told you, ghost leg lotteries work. Oh right? my I god! The computer. There's, there's a guy at like the secret HQ saying, you know, we we have to do the ghost leg lottery every time, guys. You gotta unit test this stuff, man. Like that's <laughs> the whole point. Why are you changing it? The ghost leg lottery works. <laughs> I think oh the unit God. testing was a callback from before we started recording those, so yeah, I apologize to everyone. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> anyway. Would have been good. <laughs> Just laugh, I swear. Uh, so so they're they're gonna go unconscious from the gas and Kunosuke gives Hauraki some aconite uh, and they both drink it so that they can't be in, uh, interrogated by, uh, later. And uh, that's how we die in that route. So now we got all the information about like how the families operate in Kami Fujiyoshi and the sort of technical underpinning of like, why is there a feast? How does it work? What is its sort of larger political goal? Which is to stop rebellion, I guess. At this point, it's just seems like a lot, uh, like overkill at this point. And we found out all this cool information by having Haruaki read a book. Yep. <laughs> For 30 minutes. Yeah. And Nosato's just making surprised faces in the background. Two out of ten, bad chapter. I will say it gets a little bit of saving grace because after like a, a substantial info dump, Hiroki basically turns to the camera and says, Okay, here's what we've learned. On to chapter <laughs> two. But before we end the chapter, there's one last key we get, which is the best one of the best ones, I think. The, one of the best ones. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this key is a reward for having to sit through the last one. I, I do have to give Owen credit, though, because he, he did say that this was probably going to be a latent scenario, like very early on in this <laughs> season. And mm -hmm. he was right. Yes. So now we want to check out the old man. Uh, and I forget exactly. it's, uh, it's where we hide in the outhouse. It's that one. Yeah. He is now confirmed my favorite character. I'm just going to spoil before we get there. But yeah. Um, what did we do? I forgot that choice, actually. Yeah, it's before, it's when Chiemi tells us to hide in the outhouse. Oh, that's so, right, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, so he suddenly remembers everything, and he makes Chiemi remember everything, too, because she also, her memories are kind of vague at some times. And yeah, it's like, like he has uh, to say something to snap her out of it or snap her back. They introduce themselves, that's how they remember. Chiemi's like, okay, so what, what do you want to do now? And he says, I, I have to do this on my own, just go do something. Go go find a way to kill yourself. And she says, oh, maybe I'll make a move on Yasunaga this route, and Haraki acts like he's not mad, but he is mad. Yeah. Anyway, he goes find the old man. Time to find the old man. He's, he's trailing him through the bushes and suddenly he loses him. And he's like, well, there, where could he have gone? It must have been like a hidden passage. And he looks around and he finds an underground waterway, which must be the irrigation tunnel that flows uh, from up the mountain in Kami Fujiyoshi. He finds uh, a hidden entrance to this tunnel and it's large enough for a person to go through. Um, and so he gets in and follows the tunnel upstream. Uh, there's water flowing underneath him when suddenly the water stops. And this is terrifying. I was like, ooh, when is he going to die? Like, he can't. He can't. But like, because there's no plot yet. But like, it was very scary. Yeah, at this point, it is getting pretty uh, late at night, too. And he starts hearing the dogs coming from all around him. Because that's apparently how they bring the dogs to the village, to this tunnel. Yeah, tunnels full of dogs. In a wet tunnel full of rabid dogs. Oh, it's got that wet dog smell, too. 
<laughs> Man. <sighs> if only Jim were here. But he's 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 still reading part four. No, I'm getting he couldn't be he a last minute thing. But, well, he um, got he got attacked by uh, wet dogs. Right. Yeah. So uh then down in the tunnel he comes he comes across the old man who cried wolf. And uh and he's like, Oh, this is this is the safest place you can be. And he's like, Follow me, and he had he takes Haraki down another tunnel. And uh, this tunnel's not full of dogs. It's uh, it's full of garbage. And they come into a garbage dump type room and uh, and sit there. And uh, the old man rolls a stone over the entrance uh, so the dogs can't get in. And uh, and now they just hang out. I'm wondering how big that stone is, though. What does he have to do to get the old man to like kind of drop the act? Because I like this part. He's just like knock off the bullshit. Or something. No, he doesn't say that. So, um, at first, the old man gives him like snacks, like modern snacks. That's right. That, um, yeah. He he, had no, he doesn't know where where he got them from because there's uh, none around here. Well, it's a literal dump, so maybe people are just throwing their trash down there, and he's just eating the trash. But it's from, it's like recent, recent. Like it shouldn't. It's something the village I think shouldn't have. Is he's the got point. Twinkies? Yeah. yeah, like he got it from the convenience store. <laughs> And like the expiration dates, like within the last week, or like you know what I mean. Like it's like it's new, it's fresh. Like he just got it. Yeah, and he also gave him a sake to drink, um, alcohol to yeah, drink. Yeah, and it's, it's rotten, and it tastes bad. Yeah, it's rotten. And then Haruaki gets him to drop the act by saying, "You're the mass murderer from before the World War II, right? The true mastermind, or something along those lines." And this owns because his his art and his voice actor changes. So he turns from this really funny guy with like almost like silly eyes. And then he kind of like becomes this like gruff sort of like, yeah, right. You got me, you piece of shit. Like, you know, it's kind of funny because he keeps <laughs> the same fo- pose, but his like entire face is drawn. Like he was like, I don't know, some like Yakuza person. Yeah. Yeah. He's like kind of angry now. I think the art works here. Honestly, there ain't no Atlas kid. Never was. I really like this a lot. Truthfully. Yeah. Like, he, he becomes threatening, actually, in a way. Yeah. As threatening as, like, a 95-year-old guy can be. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I just mean, he doesn't seem, like, threatening per se like that, but it's like he's scary almost in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. I like him. I'm just saying. He's a murderer. He's still my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was the serial killer. He was the, uh, like, the accomplice to Tochitani, who, who uh, and he, so he, which was set up, you know, it's like, how could... How could one person have killed this many people? He was he wasn't acting alone, and uh, the the old man who cried wolf uh, helped him. So, Tochitani was um, someone from Kamifujiyoshi, who was exiled to mm-hmm. Yasumizu, and that make him made him really bitter. And the old man was his only friend, and the old man basically like urged him to do this, like got him drunk, and he's like, "Why don't you do something about it then?" Yeah, and, yeah. and the, yeah. the old man wanted to, like, uh, have the other guy, um, Tachikuni, um, kill everyone, and then he wanted to just throw up the place and get rich out of it. Yeah. That was his goal. Yeah. Yeah, but then I think he's, like, kind of into it once it starts happening. But yeah, he got he got kind of into it and wanted to see how far he could go. Once, um, so what what they did was they um, they put mud all over themselves because that um, buys into the um, superstition that Kamifuji or she has. So once he saw the other guy kill all these people and the people gave up no resistance, he yeah. decided, oh, this, this looks fun. I'm, I'm going to kill some people myself. So he did. <laughs> that looks fun. I'd like to try that. And then he became Mono Bear. Anyway, um, no. 
But so why is he still alive at well? It's because one of the things that he stole was a piece of paper with something important on it. And um, apparently, so after that event, the Migaruma visited Yasumizu like many, many times and uh, under some other idea, like some other guys. And, but they were trying to find that paper. And what was that paper? It was a human trafficking contract. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and they mentioned that like this isn't like a, a too big of a deal because the human trafficking just sort of happened back then and like people it was shitty but it, it happened but it was what they did with the humans that was really uh would be a nightmare yeah, the problem was that they bought people but the people are nowhere i mean no no one knows no one knows what happened to them i right. mean it, it would be okay if you bought people and then made them slaves or something but the people <laughs> just disappeared <laughs> if you have shitty accounting about it, then you're a real monster. So it's presumed that they were, uh, they they figure out they, those people were sacrifices or something like that? Or use an experiment, so whatever. What I'm wondering, though, is if if you're doing human trafficking, do you really need a contract for that? Would, is that something you'd write down? I mean, ask Jeffrey Epstein. Also, this is Japan. Everything is written down. <laughs> Bureaucracy is, is like the most important thing here. <laughs> there's something. There's been a case where it's like you said you were going to give me forty thousand yen, which was a lot of money back then, and they said no, I didn't. So there has to be things now, you know, because of that one time, like the one guy was a jerk about it. I guess. Um. Any rate, uh, the point is just that he's got blackmail on them, so they're like, all right, fine, we'll let you live. And he has like a deal with somebody who was in Tokyo, where it's like if I don't check in. Um, you know, that means something happened to me, so I want you to reveal this to the public. So, yeah, and they're so afraid at like the tiny, tiny, minuscule chance that that he's not lying and also that his contact is still alive and would actually do this and is a real person who really exists that they just let him. To, to be fair, they, they do mention something too where it's like, well, the cost of doing it's not that high, meaning like it's not like he's exploiting them for like millions of dollars where they would check on that. It's just sort of like, just let me live. And they're like, all right, all right. You know, it's not a huge deal, I guess. Right. It's kind of an interesting, an interesting thing where he's in Yasumizu where they have this murder festival and they're not willing to cancel the murder festival because they need that, but they still want him alive. So it's, I'm thinking they're giving him concessions and they're giving him that food and a safe place to be. So he can be in Yasumizu and cause trouble and, you know, not reveal their secret, but they can still get their murder festival. He mentioned something like if he if he d- tries to negotiate for anything more, he, he he would almost certainly have been killed. Oh, and you know what? No, wait, in that in the in the in the timeline without Konzo and he's like, let me just do something. Oh, wait, no, Chemi said she killed him. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they, they, he did mention like a each time he would have uh, been murdered or it's at least presumed what would have happened is he just goes hide it's in this hole until yeah because they didn't find the body i thought that first timeline right no they, they did they when he was slashed open yeah but like yeah, oh, yeah i would yeah, yeah. i assume that kanzo when kanzo beats him up it's to like stop him from uh going into the hide, hiding place and he does reveal that he was a wolf in the feast eight years ago which would also give kanzo a reason to be after him. Yeah, and he said say it was fun. Uh, and they also use him for, like, doing tasks for them in the feast, because he enjoys yeah. killing people, so whoever, when someone gets the corruption, he gets to kill them. And he, uh, he distributes the wolf costumes and does the cleanup and all that stuff. 
Yeah, we, we get like a picture of the big wolf when this happens, which I don't think quite matches. It's a mech. Okay, sure. Well, what you're saying is his evil, malicious intent. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so Haraki, like, so Haraki's like, so you poisoned me, right? Like, I'm poisoned right now. And he's like, yes. <laughs> Not poisoned. You're just going to be paralyzed for a bit while I actually kill you. you know? Yeah. Which is like really pedantic in my opinion, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not a monster. I'm just, I just want to kill you slower. <laughs> not poison poison, but poison. It's not technically poison. I mean, you, you'll live. Don't be a baby. You won't believe how much cholera is in this sake. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, and ha- Haraki finally asks right before he dies. He says, uh, like, are you afraid of God? Like, have you seen? And he's like, no, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen God like all these other crazy people. I'm just a murderer, and I like murdering people. Well, he says he says that God is something men created, and everything that men created can be killed. And that's actually the important thing that gives Haruaki some kind of an idea. That's the key. Yeah. We get key one. Key O one. True evil. Key one that tells us that God that God can be killed. Yeah. <laughs> Anime was right all along. Anime. Anime and Sonic. I, I forget when you kill God in Sonic. I must not have played that one. <laughs> There's Chaos. one. It's Sonic Adventure, I Iblis. think, where you fight like day. Huh? Iblis. Adventure, I think. I forget. There's one where it's like not. It's not literally God, God, but it's like some being of ultimate thing that's like. I mean, Solaris in Sonic 06 is actually like pretty much a deity. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I mean, pretty much all of the modern ones have some sort of supernatural being. Remember when he just fought like a scientist guy and you'd beat him and then he'd run away? Yeah, it was boring. (laughs) Anyway, what do we think? I I will tell you uh, a hypothesis that I had at this point when I saw the human trafficking contract is I was like, oh, that's that was where Mako came from. She's like uh, wearing a bag or something. And I was like, ooh, because she like. I, I, yeah. Anyway, that was that was my that was my hypothesis at this point. Hmm. A sacrificial lamb. That's not a bad one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know what I this this the supernatural elements. I I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. Um, I didn't know anything about that at this point. It didn't make it any clearer to me. Um, but the the sort of setup part, I was like, oh boy. Well, I'm glad that at least some of this is like supernatural in the dream world and the sheep's here. Because if this was all fake, I'd be pissed. Yeah, they can't explain that with science. I mean, they can't explain the giant eldritch monster with science. Yeah. Watch them. We're not through it. If they can't. Th- I refuse. They turned all those people into Sakuras. um no i I don't think that right i think probably there is some like sort of other thing going on that they're trying to well actually they made it sound like really the looping was a problem for them or no no no, the looping is independent of the feast it feels like like the feast is like a thing that existed but this particular feast being like dragged into the dream realm is not part of the Mikaruma's plan, or maybe it is because the Mikaruma are like the spiritualists people, and like they have all these rituals and stuff. So, like, are they the ones that are trying to execute a ritual of some kind? So my my thinking was that in actuality, right, like the bad person, the mastermind, is doing the looping 
and basically they're like, shit, I couldn't summon the monster to destroy Japan, so I get to try again. Mm-hmm. I get to save scum. And the only time when he did summon the monster, that's when the sheep's like, whoa, whoa, whoa there's a dream world. Like, I get, I'll give you one mulligan on this. You know what I mean? So, like, this is your one chance to undo that. But from now on, don't. That's why he's like, don't come back here, because that's what whoever's doing the looping is ultimate goal is. Yeah, but spoilers, the next thing you have to do is go back there with all the keys <laughs> yeah. that you found. Right, exactly. <laughs> so the, the, the sheeps could be like, you idiot. He's gonna be like, but no, but I know about the old man. Oh, was that not enough? Uh-oh, well, sorry. The end. Fire Japan. <laughs> Raging loop. Raging loop. So yeah, there's still a lot, like, so there's, there's like a, a mastermind that we have to figure out, and this mastermind, the person controlling the dream is not the it's like somebody else separate from the there's a mastermind of the dream and a mastermind of the the feast so who do you who do you guys think is the mastermind of the dream i know and i well i don't know if i know because of meta information you know i think we've mentioned it on the podcast about somebody who has a voice actor who we haven't seen speak yet i think or credited or something oh, the, 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 con- the convenience store, convenience store. yes oh I think that's stupid, but, you know, whatever. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I mean, the convenience store clerk is going to be revealed to be something. Like, I feel like that's where we're doing. I think what what, what I mentioned about the convenience store is what I, I was spoiled by looking at the wiki that um, she had a name, like an actual name, um. uh, that we didn't know yet. Uh, that's what I was spoiled uh, about. I was thinking at this point it was, um, I forget the guy, but the guy that basically said, oh, yeah, you can move into Yasumizu. Oh, yeah, the Higuchi uh, guy? The yeah, Higuchi. Higuchi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking he was the mastermind of, like, the dream. And, and, and I guess, the, the feast. Even though uh, Haruaki was very confident they're separate. I, I won't say who that was, but um, my guess at that point in the game turned out to be the correct one. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Um, yeah. It could just be Junko Enoshima. Yeah, it, it definitely could be Junko Enoshima. You're right. Because the sheep the sheep showed up, right? Like, the sheep showed up and the sheep is, like, existed in the UI. Um, the sheep showed up in the UI. So then, I don't know. Sheep, sheep shows up outside the game and can deal with dreams. So, you know. There's another character that we, whatever, don't worry about it. But that was my hypothesis at this point. Um, all right. Listen. Next time. Next right. time. Next time we finish the game. All right. And yeah, there are a lot to go in this one. The ending is not short, but it's not especially long. I mean, it's- I don't think it's as long as the reading we just did. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it, it's not longer than what this reading was. Yeah, probably about the same length. There are three main acts to it, and the acts vary in quality, but... Oh, you're being serious. Okay, got it. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll say it, it, it had the same problem for me, because there are three acts to it, and once again, the first one is the most interesting one. Mm. I see. If you had all of this information, what would you do to stop the looping? Oh, you I have no idea. Haraki's got some bullshit. I've talked about what I I think I think I've I've talked about in the past where I was frustrated because I was like, why not just come out with it, right? Like, why not why not try to just be honest right from the start and be like, I mean, and be like, 
the only winning move is not to play. Like we're not going to play this game or we're going to like hold them in stalemate in some way until, you know, things start to break down because nobody wants to kill anybody. Yeah, that's what I would try to do. Haruaki's not that kind of guy, though. And the problem is this game is not that kind of game either, where it's like... And the people are not those kind of people. Yeah, I feel like the most, like, the way this is supposed to go is it's Cassandra Syndrome, where it's like he can never convince these people, but Raging Loop's gonna be like, nah, he's got a clever trick, don't worry about it, you know? And it's gonna be something where it's like... He sure does have a a clever trick, obviously. (laughs) I will tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, and I... And it's, you know, it doesn't, my, my way would not really play into the themes of this game about how, like, you, you know, the real, like, the, the, like, religion becomes real because people believe it, regardless of whether it's literally real or not. Mm-hmm. Look, as soon as the sheep showed up, I was like, all bets are off for anything I could think up. Well, no, the sheep's just a robot. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, created by Junko Nishima. Right. <laughs> I'm going to stare at God and walk backwards into a game of werewolf is the plan. But. <laughs> That's this game in a nutshell, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, right. this has been a long episode because we have oh, a lot yeah. of lore to talk about. Uh, so we'll see you guys uh, next time for the conclusion of Raging Loop. Awoo! Oh. <laughs> I can't believe we still do it. The wolves are oh, tired so tonight. So embarrassing.